Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Girl. It's yours truly, Tasha. Today's episode is called Surviving a Plandemic Slash 2020. I won't be discussing this alone. Uh, I'll let my guest introduce herself. Hey, everybody. I'm Shantae. All right. Okay. So we're in 2021. Snapshot. Okay. We have made it through 2020. The question is, what now? Um, what gave birth to this question and this kind of mental journey that I've been going through? Of course, like many of us, I messed around and watched um, Many Rivers to Cross. It was a PBS documentary. It's not it's not new, but it was definitely meaningful. And it was just going through the history of African-Americans, specifically United States of America. Um, and I really got stuck uh, during the Great Depression phase and that whole entire con- you know, conversation. And I was so taken aback because I feel like um, it's very similar to what we're going through right now. Um, where it's just kind of like, you know, you're just some of us who've been at home for months, maybe financially were affected or loved ones that were affected by COVID. We're just blessed to be going back to work or have some kind of uh, normalcy. But I think a lot of the time we're not even realizing and we may not even realize how traumatic 2020 has been in general. So I think it it brings me to this point where it's like, I'm so excited, you know, and blessed that we made it out of a really rough year. But the reality on the ground is this, that just because we crossed over from 2020 December 31st into January 1st, 2021, it we all saw it didn't automatically change anything. We were just relieved to leave that, to leave that year because of all it represented. Um, but the question is now what? So I think we'll kind of just start off there. I know it's pretty broad and um, open, but that this first question is definitely on purpose. Shantae? Yeah, um, I definitely agree that there was a lot of focus put on, you know, just getting out of that out of that year um, because of what it represented, of what it represented. And I'll just say, um, as far as now, what I think that that will look dif- different for each person, um, because what I will say is I feel like 2020... 2020 was different for a lot of people. So I know that we all, you know, we dealt with the trauma of just living through a global pandemic, living through just all of the different um, things that was happening within the African-American community from George Floyd to Breonna Taylor to, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, all of the different deaths that we had to live through and, and just really seeing the police brutality just really be brought to the forefront and seeing the response of people. I think that was really, really hard. And so um, the fact that we made it through 2020, through all of that, I would say that I think it's time to, to process. I think that a lot of times um, when we're going through uh, difficult times or we're having a hard time uh, in a particular time, it's just like, okay, let me get out of it. 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 And sometimes we don't know, or really fully understand how we were impacted um, and and the effects that it has on us. So I'll, I'll speak from a personal standpoint, because like I said, I think everybody has different responses and, and, every, and everybody's not at the same place, right? And so I would say for me, um, I am in a place where I'm just kind of processing through everything that went on last year. Um, of course, you know, you move forward, we're growing and all of that, but it's really been a time for me to just kind of process all of that and see how it really affected me emotionally, uh, mentally, spiritually. I know for some people how it affected them, you know, financially. So I think it's a time to really process um, and really 
see how we're doing, not just like, oh, I got over that. But man, how did this impact the way that I view, you know what I mean, my own life? How did this impact the way that I view other people? How did this, how does this, what we went through in 2020 impact how I'm going to live my life and just my perspective and my perception? Because we can all, you know, make all these goals and have all these, you know, and create visions and all of that vision boards and all of those different things of what we want it to look like. But I think um, it's important to confront um, those things that we, you know, don't realize have affected us because of what happened last year. When you think about survival, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this project was to take away, I feel like there's this silent stigma associated with the word survive. It is just, it kind of means like you're, you know, you're war torn, you're beat down, you know, you're not good for anything, like you're a mess. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to bring life to was that there can be some type of beauty in, sur in surviving and to survive. So my next question would be, we're not, we're in the aftermath, but we also aren't at the same time. So the question is, it's like, we want to move past all these things that are happening, but we know that certain issues it's never, I, 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 I hate to sound negative, but they're never going to go away. And it's nothing new under the sun. I think one of the biggest things about 2020, we all weren't so distracted. So we could really see up front in our faces, the issues that were happening and people were just fed up of the same old, same old. So I think now what, how do we, how do we overcome something we're still going through? How do we heal from that trauma? How do we at least give ourselves time to process when it's like, oh, time to go back to work. Oh, make sure you get a vaccine. Oh, like new president. It's like life is still moving and going on. But apparently all of us cannot act like, you know, nothing happened. So what do you say to that? I'll say this. Um, as far as the pandemic um, that, that we are all in and the response and all of that, I do have a different view, but I'm going to hold that. <laughs> Um, just because it's a little controversial and I don't want to seem insensitive. Um, in regards to the pandemic. Please share, actually. I don't mind. Well, well for me, um, I believe I call it a plandemic because I believe that uh, with all of my heart, soul, and spirit that this was planned. I believe mm -hmm. that um, because of just the research that I've done on my own watching um, uh, various news outlets that are non-mainstream and also listening to different doctors from not just America, but all over the world and different um, uh, professionals. And then also um, watching um, closely like uh, Big Pharma and the health organizations like the NIH, um, the National Institute of, of Health and the um, the CDC and then the, the health uh, departments within the cities and states. I um, I saw something called Event 201, and it was basically a simulation of what we are experiencing now. And it came out in, let me see, and it came out in 2019. It was either August or October, and um, it was basically a simulation um, of a global pandemic and how we respond. And then the very next year, there was a global pandemic. So for me, just seeing if it, just that one video, I'm just like, okay, this was planned. Um, I believe that. Um, the coronavirus didn't just come about. I believe that this is biological warfare and that it was created um, in a lab. 
Um, I believe there's a lot more that is going on than what people realize in regards to um, wickedness in high places. And so I remember last year when I was praying about about uh, everything. I'm not one to I don't watch TV like that at all. I use I use social media um, a lot. Um, but I don't really watch TV. I don't watch the news and all of that. And so I try to um, eliminate just a lot of uh, just information over overload just coming from one place um, because I believe that everyone who's reporting and giving information has some type of motive or agenda. It doesn't mean that it's a negative. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, ill intent or anything like that. But there's always a, a motivation. And so in the information that I, you know, did see that I, that I did kind of... Uh, that I did research and I did look up, I can see that I, I believe this was planned. And when I was praying, I just kept hearing, you know, spiritual wickedness in high places. And so I do believe that there are people um, on this earth who uh, want to depopulate. Depopulation is a real thing. It's something that's been around for um, hundreds, if not thousands of years from a lot of the elite. And so um, I do believe that there are people who create things that could affect us the way that it's affecting us now. So with um, with uh, my, you know, like I said, my perspective on the pandemic, I, I believe that it was planned. And I believe that a lot of what we are experiencing um, is because of the doing of someone else. And so with that, I think my approach to just dealing with COVID and things like that, for one, I know even with everything happening with people getting sick and, you know, people getting COVID and all of that, I do um, stand on my faith um, and my belief that God is a healer. So um, there's a lot of diseases, a lot of diseases that are killing people even faster than COVID is. And so um, I've seen God heal people from that. And so I have a lot of faith when it comes to believing God and uh, believing God for um, healing from diseases and illnesses and sicknesses. And this is not the first time that this has happened. This is the first time that maybe we've lived through it, but this is not the first time that we've happened and sitting and talking to my mom who is 74 and my aunt who was 80. Um, and they lived through the uh, the, when the influ influenza came and all of that, and they said, you know, um, it wasn't as bad as far as the response, like we got to shut down, we got to do this, we got to do that. And they said they just, you know, they got through it because sometimes viruses come, things come um, or they're created and then it comes and then it comes and then, you know, we kind of handle it how we do depending on what state you're in and what city you're in and all of that. And so um, just seeing their response <clears throat> to it, um, and seeing how they kind of handled it, I'll say really helped me um, because they've lived through uh, situations, I'll say like this, when you have major diseases or major outbreaks um, and you see the response. So they were just kind of like, you know, um, this is not something that, you know, we should fear or anything like that. So that really helped um, help me with this. So that's my, <laughs> that's my perspective. But in regards to the year 2020 for me, specifically personally was not a bad year um the things that were i will say publicized i i was all already extremely aware and in the fight and so for me i think that what what the good that can come out of what happened in 2020 and the 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 race the police brutality and all of that is that now we are in a space where there are many organizations, whether they're community-based or corporation-based, that are open to having conversations about it. And so um, I hate the fact that um, 
blacks black people and african americans are still being murdered i hate the fact that we're still experiencing a lot of the same things however i am uh i work in education and so i'm seeing how now there are there's space for us to have conversations about anti-racism i see people now adopting anti-racist policies i see how what 2020 did what it exposed really actually helped in certain regards now of course we don't want to see it it is traumatic to see this constantly but because i'm in these other spaces where i am able to see where change is actually happening my perspective is different with that and so i would just say it is super important to um to see how hmm, something traumatic can i don't want to say be a blessing in disguise but it can open up the door to be able to uh, bring solutions. And I do see in different spaces where people are now more aware, more cognizant of what's happening. Um, they are seeing that, wow, this really is an issue. I see people now who thought like, oh, you know, black people are just kind of being dramatic and making it up. They don't, you know, they're not, uh, the, the police, when I say they, uh, the police are not, you know, um, bringing more harm to them they're not you know pinpointing them people are much more aware now and the conversations even with you know my white counterparts and things like that and even other black people like it's different now it's different people are more you know open and so i will say that it's important to just see just see the, the the good in it like even with the law being passed i teach social studies and one of the things that i talk to with my students um i talk i talk to them about the George Floyd case. Um, we did we did some extensive um, just research and just uh, writing about what happened, how they felt and the perspective and all of that. And even with the Breonna Taylor case. And one of the things that um, changed with the Breonna Taylor case was there was a, a law um, that banned the no-knock warrants. And even though it was just in that one place, it's still a start and it's something. And I think that sometimes not just um, I think that sometimes it really takes traumatic situations like that to really get people's attention. And I don't just mean racist people or, you know, people who support racist, the racist system and stuff like that. But I, I think the black community as well. I have seen more black people come together. I have seen more black people embrace themselves. I have seen more black people support other black businesses. I have seen more black businesses be birthed throughout this. So I think that it is about perspective. I think that it is about what you're exposed to in regard to seeing how can we go on how can we move forward how can we process this there are horrible things terrible terrible awful things that happen that should not have happened but because they happen it led to this and if people are not aware of those things those positive things that it has led to it is easy to be overtaken and overwhelmed and overcome by the tr the, the the deaths by police brutality by what's happening i have seen more people healed from COVID than i have seen die from COVID, and i have even personally you know what i'm saying been able to pray for people give care packages to people with all of the different things and they test positive, they test, um, uh, their test comes back negative. So I, I just try to put a magnifying glass on those things instead of a magnifying glass on the other things. And I constantly think of the scripture that says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And so I'm just like, okay, God, where are you in all of this? What are you doing in all of this? Are you still moving in this? Are you, are you working miracles in this? Are you blessing people even though we're going through this? And even though it may resemble the Great Depression, like even before the Great Depression, there were times that were tougher, you know what I mean, than this. And this is not to be insensitive to what people are experiencing, but it's just like, man, even in the midst of all that we're going through, you know, there's still a lot that we still do have you know um i have seen so many um 
just uh philanthropists just kind of you know be birthed just through this because they're like man people really need help man people are going through this i've seen programs be birthed you know so my perspective is just different so in regards to um how to move forward or how to really process that i think it's it's necessary to process the good and the bad it is necessary to process the things that happened that were awful but also the things that happened that were great that causes a sense of empowerment to come and and and, and you have to uh, be informed in all of those areas and 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 really just kind of see those things so that you can um you know just have a different perspective so i think that in processing what happened in 2020 it is important to um make sure that you're not just overcome or overwhelmed with the bad that happened but the good that came from it i actually have a very uh believe it or not a similar mindset in regards to um the birth, the manufactured birth of COVID, just for the simple reason. I'm sure like many Christians in the world, we all do our fast in January, in the beginning of the year, finding out, you know, God, what do you have to say? What do you want to do? And specifically what the Lord showed me was a really, really, really long list. You know, one of like those movies when the kids, they give like their Christmas list to Santa and it's so super long, like you can't even see the end of it. I saw a really, 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 really long list and there were a bunch of names, but there's different people's names crossed out and the list was black. And I heard the Lord say, pray that the name of you and your loved ones will be removed from this list. I didn't think anything of it. I was just being obedient. I was like, oh, okay. You know, just kept it moving. It wasn't until maybe a couple months into COVID, the Holy Spirit, and I kept asking, I was like, I was very overwhelmed by COVID, needless to say. Like the first month I did myself a disservice and I was just like glued to the news until I realized they're pumping more fear into me than facts. So I was like, okay, we're not going to do that. But the Holy Spirit brought back to my memory when I kept asking, I said, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And he reminded me of what he showed me. Um, I wish people knew and understood more and more how government and seats of power work and how far people are willing to go in order to be superior and to be in control and to play God. But that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, Another thing that you brought up that I really loved was you were talking about your mother and um, specifically like we've been through something like this before and we got through it. Yes, the response was different, but we've experienced this before. And that was actually one of the questions that I have Um, going back to that uh, the 19 was it late 1920s, 1920s, 1930s, where they went through the Spanish flu, going through the Great Depression. Um, One of the things that I found really interesting, and I'm sure we all saw that meme on social media where it's like the Spanish flu was like literally 100 years um, ago and then we have COVID. Is that a coinky dink? I don't know. Um, And it just really got me thinking, what was their response then? And just thinking about how they probably just didn't even have time to stop and go, that they didn't have time for everybody to stay at home for a couple of months. Um, and how it just, it, it, it would, the timing is so odd because when we look at history, we already know that this is after the great migration. You please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is after the great uh, migration. A lot of people, especially African-Americans are moving, they're looking for better lives. And then you have something like the Spanish rule. But one thing that the Holy Spirit highlighted to me was even during that time, somebody like Madam C.J. Walker became one of the first millionaires, an African-American woman in a time frame where it seemed like maybe nothing good um, could happen. So I say all of this to say, um, I think that I think that what we're asking for is God to heal our perspective, that that's the only way I think in terms of 
making peace with going through a season like that, that was scary. Um, and if you were like me and sat in front of the news, then we all know we were all shook. I think uh, that perspective that we just really need God to heal that a little bit more so we can at least see what I would call the collateral beauty in it, which sure. is, um, is something that I talk about in another episode. So if you guys um, definitely want to hear a little bit more about the collateral beauty, please listen to the episode with um, Sade Richardson um, in Surviving Cancer. Um, but yeah, do you have anything that you wanted to say in regards to that? Yeah. Um... I think what's so important in this day and age is, is media and the power of media, the power that media has over the minds of the people. Um, and, and one of the things I did mention is that the, the motive and the agenda behind stuff, when we are filling ourselves with what the news media is saying, we're going to believe the report, you know, but I think about the scripture that says, um, um, whose report would you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. And so I think it's important to be more filled with the word of God, especially when things like this happen, just because fear and anxiety also decreases your, your body's ability to fight off disease. And I have not heard anyone deal with that aspect of it. And so that's why I think for me, it was just super important to fill myself up, um, with, uh, with with the word of God and fill myself up with what he's saying, because I'm telling you, billions of dollars was poured into different media outlets to get that message of COVID out. And so if that type of information, if that type of money had been put into media and media was what it is now, then I think that you would have seen kind of like similar responses, but because then it's just like, you don't see it, you don't know about it. Just like there's tons of diseases that people die from that people never know about. You know, because it's not publicized, but when things are magnified and it's in your face um, and you hear it over and over and over and over and over again, it almost kind of controls you in a way. So I think that was one of the one of the one of the main things to like to take even from that is the uh, understanding the power of um, of uh, uh, just visibility and constantly seeing things over and over and over again is going to take root in you somewhere, you know. So, yeah, that was that was perfect. With that, we could wrap this up. <laughs> um, uh, Ashante, thank you so much for doing this. Um, but can you just let the people know what they can do to support what you have going on, that sort of thing? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so thank you for having me. And um, you can find me, they can find me on social media platforms at It's Shante Atkins. So that's I-T-S-S-H-A-N-T-A-A-T-K-I-N-S. Um, I have a website, shanteakins.com. Um, I have a nonprofit organization called Melodies for Missions. Um, I also have a, uh, podcast, the Shante Atkins podcast, and then all of my music is available on all digital music platforms. Thank you for listening to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Girl. This episode was called Surviving a Pandemic. Make sure that you are liking, you're subscribing, and more importantly, you are sharing with other people you think uh, have found this episode beneficial. Until next time.